little party over here today since it's Friday. We are um, we're winding down things. We're winding down the week here. Big weekend last week. Big week in Louisville. All kinds of crazy stuff going on. Couches being burnt. People people doing bad things to one another. Good things to one another. It's been a crazy, crazy week. DJ Yates, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. Crazy week. How did you uh, did you celebrate uh, all week, or is it is the party over? Um, I mean, I've in my mind I've been celebrating all week. <laughs> I haven't done anything crazy to celebrate. I, I bet you have. So, did you? Uh, where did you end up going to watch the game? A local establishment, or did you? No, I I don't like to watch big games like that out places because there's too much going on. It's too distracting. I can't really watch the game. So yeah, so I, I just watched it at the house. We had a few people over. I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's, uh, I ended up. I ended up watching. I actually played golf for the very first part of the game, and then and then went home and watched it. Watched it at my house to see, so I could watch it objectively. I wanted to watch the game objectively. So and we'll talk. We'll, we'll recap that game here in a little bit. We've uh, well, uh, welcome to the 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 big nasty show here on fourteen fifty and fourteen fifty. The sports buzz. It's the weather has been good to us this week. As you know, there's a national championship team in the area. They've got a banner that's hanging. They just did. You see the picture of the banner? I did. Oh, I, I even felt I even felt a little sentimental and a little excited about that. That's pretty. Might, it's might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's still picture for anyway. Still picture, but they they got that done on. I think they did that Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken, or, th- or Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it was it was Wednesday. Wednesday night they hung the banner down in the Yum Center. Uh, the first of, a, of of several, hopefully, hopefully to come the way of the local the local contingent. So, you know who was in the Yum Center last night? Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. Big party going on there, so uh, it, all the kids are all the older kids in the neighborhood in, in Louisville and Kentuckyana are sort of having a, a musical hangover from that. So we have a lot to get to today. We've got a few people that are going to call in a little later. Uh, we we might be going to the line here in just a second, uh, but since the weather is so nice, I wanted to let you know that we have uh, we have this golf package. This is the called the this is the fourteen fifty tour sports card. Uh, this is uh, this is a this is a $125 package that you get six courses with a cart. Six courses that includes Heritage Hill, Glen Mary, Woodhaven, Jeff Elks Lodge and Country Club, Glen Oaks, and Polo Fields. You just click on 1450thesportsbuzz.com and look to the right where it says purchase the golf card. And with that golf card, you also get at 4138 Outer Loop, the Play It Again Sports, you get $10 off of any $50 purchase. Or And, and then you can do that over and over again. So every $50 purchase, you get $10 off. So that's the 2013 Sports Buzz Tour card. Get yours now while they last. So. We got a little party. We got a little celebration going on in the booth right now. We've got a little merchandise and goods coming from the Louisville contingent. Everybody over here in in uh, fourteen fifty land is a Cardinals fan, tried and true. So um, we have a. Uh, if you want to talk to any of us, you want to talk to DJ Yates or myself today on the Big Nasty Show. We have the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. You can call in. It's three eight four fourteen fifty. Three eight four fourteen fifty. So. We have a lot to talk about today. We've got people leaving Louisville. We have people staying. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk. We're going to recap both of those games: the girls' game and the, the boys' game last week. Uh, we're going to talk uh, records being sent. We've set. We've got. Uh, we've got some food for thought. We have. Uh, we have some mind crack today. We got a little bit of baseball talk. There's a huge horse racing talk going on. We uh, we've got uh, a lot of things to talk about today. So we have. Um, 
we have we have a horse racing uh, guest that's coming on here as we speak. Uh, this guy is is a legend within the horse racing business. Uh, you might know him as uh, Go Go or Mr. Garrett. Uh, Mr. Garrett Gomez, are you on the line with me, buddy? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here Nathan. Hey, I know it's tough to get a hold of you. Are you were are you uh, are you uh, are you flying out tonight, buddy, to come over here to Lexington? Is that what the plan is? Yeah, I'm getting ready to, to load up here in a little while and head your way. There we go. So we're going to talk. Uh, we we got Garrett Gomez on, uh, the riding legend. I was just looking up some of your Keeneland uh, statistics, and we'll talk about them here in a little bit. So are you? Uh, did you have to do some work on the? Did you work at some out uh, today this morning? Uh, no, but I, I I just had to to do some stuff. Uh, I had to go by and see Richard Nadella and and do some some talking and and uh, stuff like that. Just just your basic. Uh, Kind of morning work kind of stuff. Yeah, that's it. So, so what time? You, what time do you get up normally on a, on an average day when you're working? Um, somewhere around six. There you go. So, you, so, so you, if I if I sent you a text late at night, it was probably probably too late for you then. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of an early bird when it comes to going to bed at, at nighttime. There, there you go. So, um, so anyway, so you you you're coming in town just for Saturday. You're going to ride on Sunday out here at Keeneland. No, I, I ride I ride there tomorrow and then I ride back here in California on on Sunday. Oh, so that's so. So what time what time are you leaving t- tonight? Um, I leave at eleven fifty five and I get there at nine thirty in the morning. Oh, so. and then I'll go in. I'll ride. I ride. A, I have five mounts uh, at Kingland, and then I fly out at six o'clock in the morning and I, I land back in California like at ten thirty. And then I have five mounts here in California. Wow! So, you know, does the, does the jet lag ever mess with you? No, nah, not really. You know, I'm able to sleep a little bit on those planes, and um, you know, you know, I mean, it catches up with you soon, but sooner than later. But you know, I mean, you, you kind of get used to, it, especially this time of year. It's it's, uh, it's derby time, real season, a lot of traveling going on, trying to find a derby horse. Sure. Um, that kind of thing. Well, I, I understand that. Uh, I understand that. Uh, the rumor has it you just nailed that derby horse down here the last couple of days. Yeah, it, was, it looks like we're, we're in up on the uh, Vajak. Yep, that's what I saw. Derby it. and uh, for, for Rudy Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, he, he seems to be a really nice horse. He, you know, he's been running uh, some quality races, and hopefully we can get him to go a mile and a quarter and, um, you know, hopefully get the money. Yeah, he raced last against Verrazano in the wood just recently. Yeah, and it seemed like early on in the race he was a little more keen than he was in his prior race. Um, you know, and it probably took a little start driving, you know, the last quarter of a mile, last eighth of a mile. So, you know, hopefully we'll find him a good spot in the derby and get him kind of calm down and relax and get him a good trip. Yeah, that's and we have to you have to wait till the Wednesday before derby to find out post positions because that's always a big factor with that extra gate they have and all that stuff too. Do you have any preference in that gate situation and that derby? Uh, do you have a preference as to where you want to be? I mean, I know it varies from horse to horse, but yeah, it just it just exactly it varies from from horse to horse, and um, you know it depends on where the horses you know speed draw and and that that kind of thing. If all the horses draw down inside, they have speed, then you just want to be you know kind of where where you're dictating the race, and you kind of place yourself where you need to be. And um, you know if they draw outside, you you still kind of want to be outside them or or have them just outside you so you can, they can clear right away and then you can find yourself in a good spot. But, exactly. You know, with 20, with 20 horses, you know, once you start getting shuffled, um, you end up at the back of the pack pretty quick. And sometimes so, you just, you know, you just, you just got to play it by ear, don't you, buddy? 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's a it's a field it's a really a field race, and you know you just gotta you know take your chances where they come, and hopefully you get lucky enough. There you go. So so you're flying in later on this evening. You're gonna get up tomorrow and go and uh, out to out to Bluegrass Bluegrass Stakes Day. And uh, do you have, you say you have a couple? You have five mounts there uh, tomorrow's card. Yeah, I ride I ride Palace Mouse in the Bluegrass. Okay, for, uh, Todd Fletcher. And then uh, I ride a couple horses for Seven McGee and and some other horses. Um, yeah, well, well, hopefully we'll we'll get over there and win a couple races. Again, I'm here talking with Garrett Garrett Gomez. He's out in California, getting ready to to send us, send himself over here to Lexington for the big day racing. Uh, when you're in town, I'm sure it's not tough uh, trouble t- for your, for a man like yourself to pick up mounts, even if you have the big route, you fill up the fill up your book pretty well easily there, huh? Uh, we usually we hope we hope it ends up like that, but you know, I mean. Every now and then, it's a little more difficult. Some of these guys have been riding these horses uh, other places, and it's hard to move guys sometimes. And um, you know, uh, you know, I get lucky just like anything else, and and they will slide in the right direction, so forth. There you go. There you go. So, aside uh, from aside from horse racing, what other sports are? What are your some of your some of your pro sports teams that you follow, or are you you follow along with them closely? Um, probably. I only. I'm only really uh, hockey. And I'm I'm a I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And, oh. uh, one of my good friend one of my good friends kind of got me involved in that. And he used to play for him, and he was a coach for a little while. And his name was Dennis Silverberg. They had uh, a they had a huge winning played. streak this year, didn't they? They had a, like a real yeah, big winning streak yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah so I I've been a fan since I started writing in Chicago in like 1990 91. There you and, go. Um, you know, so that's about that's my only real. Uh, uh, Fan as, as far as uh, team sport, you know, um, I, I love golf. I, I play a lot of golf. Watch a lot of golf. Yeah, you know, Corey um, Corey Lannery uh, on the local colony here. Uh, Corey yeah. Corey Lannery and Brian Hernandez and uh, Jesus Castanon. We've I've played golf. Some combination of those guys as well. They're they're all they're all pretty avid golfers too. So that's so, uh, when I come out there. That's a, I, I get Corey straightened out when I come out there, and I get him all lined out. And I got him as my partner all through the time. And, I get him playing well, and then when I leave, he kind of falls apart on me again. <laughs> yeah, well, if you talk to Corey, he's the he's the best one of the crew. He's the best one of the crew. But uh, Jesus has actually got a pretty good swing too. Uh, that's so. Well, we'll have to sometime when you have if you're if you're ever in on a Saturday Sunday swing and you had, and you get a layover on Monday and come uh, come out and join us. Maybe you can give me a pointer or two because my swing is. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can ask, you can ask Corey again. Yeah, I will. I will. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. I'll be out there. I'll be out in the paddock and and in the winter circle. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll join you in the winter circle tomorrow. That'd be the, that'd be the best of it. There you go. But I'll be I'll be. I'll, you bet you I won't miss that, buddy. I won't miss the I won't miss the bluegrass to save my world. But again, this is Garrett Gomez, uh, jockey legend. We'll just call you that. Are you okay with that? <laughs> Yeah. Whatever, whatever you whatever uh, whatever you want to call me, I'm good with. Okay, buddy. Uh, so we a couple of questions. So you said Chicago is where you got your start. No, I, I started riding. I started riding here in the, on the west coast, Midwest, and, and uh, I started my my career started in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Hey, okay, so where, is that where you got your bug? Yeah, I had my bug there. Uh, how how long ago was that? If you don't mind, my. How long? I started riding in 1988. 88. Okay, so you're 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 yeah. you're you're not you're no spring chicken either, but but you're no old man yet either. So you're in good shape. No, I'm I'm 41, but I've been riding uh, races since I was 16 years old. So. And I saw that I saw that one picture of you with your shirt off next to the horse there, the modeling picture or whatever. You be careful. You gotta you got another profession when if the horse racing doesn't work out for you. 
you know what, they, they talked me into doing that, and I, I felt really weird about doing it, and then <laughs> yeah. after she, 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 she actually loosened me up, and, 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 um, yeah, we, we actually that, that picture was taken at Belmont Park on the backside. Yeah, um, with Alan Jerkins' uh, pony. Oh, and, okay. Um, it actually ended up turning turning out to be a lot of fun. They made it fun for me, and then in, uh, afterwards, I was kind of glad I did it. They, they, I thought they did a really good job. Well, when I posted a picture to promote this little conversation we were having here, I uh, I, I, I contemplated putting that one out, but I thought, man, maybe maybe not. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't know whether you wanted that. That's that's some that's some good work there, buddy. I tell you, like I said, you you uh, if you if the jockey doesn't ever start, doesn't work out, you know, or you you just can't keep weight someday, maybe the, you have another profession there lined up. So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so do you uh, do you have have you have you had a lot of trouble with with weight over the years? Is that something that's been a problem for you? No, but I mean it's not, it's not my natural way, so I got to kind of watch it a little bit. But yeah. um, you know, it's never it's never been a, like a real problem. And, and the older I get, uh, you know, I go ahead and add on a couple pounds, you know, here or there. The last couple of years, um, you know, like uh, you know, most of the time I ride at you know fifteen or sixteen now. Yeah. Um, most of my career I rode at about one hundred and twelve. You know, but the older you get, uh, you know, you understand that the a couple a pound or two here or there every couple of years keeps you feeling good. Yeah. And um, you know, therefore, that's where I, you know, therefore I stay, you know, I mean, maybe next year I might even add another pound, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, because, uh, you know, you, you just feel better and uh, you don't have to watch your diet quite as hard. You know, you just kind of, you kind of go with the flow and, you know, you're automatically kind of at that weight you need to be and don't have to worry about it too much. Well, let me ask this on sort of a curveball here for you. So what's, uh, what's the toughest thing for you to stay away from in terms of food that, like, you crave and can't have enough of? That macaroni just, and cheese. Macaroni my and wife, cheese. My wife makes, yeah, my wife makes this mean macaroni and cheese. I just got, got done. A hamburger <laughs> in it. Oh, there we go. I mean, it's like a pound of cheddar cheese in it, and it's just like lead. <laughs> I might as well just swallow a piece of lead. <laughs> yeah, so. I just had some mac and cheese for breakfast. That's how I'm living right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah. so listen, Garrett, can you uh, can you can you come up back after a break and chat some more? I've got a few more questions for you. Um, I actually have to go. I got I got I got some stuff I got to do. So I just uh, you know I wanted to reach in with you guys and uh, you know I told you I'd come on the show. And, Absolutely, uh, buddy. Glad well, you had me on. That's that, that's perfect. You ride the beholder possibly in the Oaks. Yeah, that's that's my Oaks now. Is the holder? Hopefully, I just seen her a little while ago. About twenty. Okay. Um, she's happy to there you go. And, and then uh, Palace Malice. Yeah. Palace Malice tomorrow Palace. is the game. Perfect, Gary. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. And like I said, I'll see you out there tomorrow, and I'll, come, I'll stop by and say hi, and hopefully, we'll, hopefully we can chat in the winter circle because that's the real story. You know what I'm saying? There you go. All right, buddy. Right. Hey, have thanks a safe flight. Have a safe flight right. into Lexington tonight, all right, bud? Uh, all right, thank all right, you. All you. Uh, again, Garrett Gomez, uh, jockey legend, calling to chit chat a little bit. He's got the he's got Palace Malice in uh, at the Bluegrass Stakes race tomorrow. So we'll we'll chat with him in the winter circle, hopefully. And uh, we got to get off to a break here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz dot com. You're listening to the Big Nasty Show.
1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Now, I think you may have stumped me again. Is that uh, is that more of the White Stripes Jack Black with his new band? No. Okay, well then you've stumped me. This is AWOL Nation. AWOL Nation. DJ Yates is in the booth representing as well. Does that mean that the request lines are in fact open? Or are we still, what are we doing with that today? Uh, I mean, if people want to request something, <laughs> then I'll, I'll consider their request. Oh, there we go. So so DJ Yates is considering requests today. So that's uh, just so you know. But I'm taking whatever phone calls that you want to call in with on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Uh, the Big Nasty Show is brought to you by uh, Nick Stein Law over here in New Albany, nicksteinlaw.com. If you become injured, call the law offices of Nick Stein. They almost always get the cases settled out of court, but if they have to, they'll go to court and they'll fight for you to get the job done. Him and Amy Wheatley will do that for you in an efficient manner. Put experience on your side at nicksteinlaw.com or 812-948-6000. I was just talking with Garrett Gomez of uh, Horse Racing Legend. Uh, he just called in and gave me a little chit-chat about this and a little chit-chat about that. Um, I wanted to run down some of the statistics that I had for for Garrett. Um, this is just some of the stuff he won out at Lexington. He's going to be out there in the bluegrass, and he's got Palace Malice uh, for uh, Rudy Rodriguez tomorrow in the big race. We've got uh, he's won the Lexington, he's won the Landon's Breeders' Cup, he's won the Vinery Madison, Coolmore Lexington, 2007, 2006 and 2008 he owned Keeneland Stakes races. Uh he was uh, two th- 2003 was kind of a down year for him. He he beat the People's favorite Zenyatta up on Blame in the Classic, which is one of his heydays, and 2007 was his biggest year. He had two, 22.8 million in earnings. Uh, he, he broke Jerry Bailey's record for stakes victories that season. Uh, and this year he had flashback, which was his derby charge. Now he's going to be riding Vijack in the derby, if the, if everything goes well with that horse. And he's got Beholder in the Oaks, which is going to be a huge, huge race. That's a big, big horse for Bob Baffert. So I wanted to thank Garrett Gomez for, for calling in again. And we'll get back to some more horse racing here in just a little while. But first we want to talk, there's a, there's a big golf tournament uh, that's going on right now down in, in Georgia, in Augusta, Georgia, that you may or may not have heard of. This is the Masters. We're going to have a – we have an on-site reporter down there that's, that she's going to be calling in uh, in the second hour, and we're going to talk Masters with you. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about – we want to recap a little bit. The Everybody else on the station has touched uh, this pretty thoroughly here on the 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450com But uh, we want to recap these uh, these basketball games and uh, – I wanted to uh, I wanted to know uh, DJ Yates if you were at all concerned during the process of this this basketball game with Michigan the national championship game uh, in the first half when a little white boy was running around shooting the lights out of the the bucket for everybody was that your concern at that point? Yeah, I mean a little bit. I w- I'd never I wouldn't say I was concerned. It, w- it was different a different feeling than it was against the Wichita State. Um, it was kind of one of those things where I had the thought that if this is how we lose the national championship game by some guy who scores goes nuts out of the blue one point nine points a game or whatever his average was comes in and scores seventeen or twenty points right. or kind of like a Tim Henderson whatever then I mean the, yeah. you know <laughs> that's just that it's just their night and there's not really exactly. a whole lot you can do about it. Well, it always seems to be that guy in in the tournament. Whether it's involving Louisville or any other team, and it always seems to be that that one guy, like you said, who who all season long he got a very limited PT, very limited play time, 
comes in there and he just lights it up from three point land and changes a game. And it, it it began to look a little bit like that. What was the cat's name? The white boy from Mike Albrecht. 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 Uh, he's a. Uh, not only is he an international celebrity on campus now, I'm sure, but uh, he he looked like he might have for a second be that guy. But it just again, I was less concerned for for Louisville in that game than I was at Wichita State. Wichita State, I had some serious concerns that they might drop that ball game and whether or not they were going to have the the press was going to step up and actually bring them back into it. But against Michigan. You just kind of felt, I don't know, I, like I said, I'm fairly neutral, and I'm not as hardcore of a fan as you or others are, and I kind of just felt that that run, for that notorious run for UofL was right around the corner. And sure enough, they they pretty much took care of it. And the second half, the second half was, was handled by UofL. And uh, my one criticism, and this is, just a, this is just an unbiased perspective, one of the things that I noticed, Michigan was able to get Louisville in some foul trouble you had you had Gorgie, you had Smith, and you had Siva all in the minimal tra- foul trouble. But then he he didn't pay any attention to that. It, it happened fairly early in the game, and then there was no game plan for that. I, I mean, that may some people might think that's a cheap way to play basketball, but I was I was wondering why he didn't exploit that. The fact that he had that foul trouble, why he didn't just take it to those three players and try to make that more of a factor in the game. Did you did you did you real did you recognize what I'm talking about there? Yeah, no, I. I, I I get it. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they were really in serious foul trouble until later in the second half. When it was probably already done. Um, I mean, Russ had two fouls in the first half, and he sat, but he sat for a lot. Quite a quite a chunk. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he the the first half ended with both Blackshear and Hancock on the floor. Well, and they missed they missed the Hancock foul. That that Hancock foul would have given him four fouls. You remember, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They missed yeah. that foul. That was a b- bad miss, and that could have made a that could have potentially been a big difference. But it just towards the end of the game, middle middle way through the second half, it just began to feel like this is destiny. This is this is in the cards this year, and no pun intended. This is in the cards. But I just it just began to feel like yeah, this game's over. And I was even over at a buddy's house. I, 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 I we kind of went low profile, and it made some fish sticks. Live the dream, like we do, you know. And uh, I, I decided to watch it from there instead of going out because I, I just wouldn't have been able to tolerate the, uh, the out and about. Did you burn couches or, or throw uh, things no, out windows or nothing got burned, or broken, <laughs> or thrown at my house. <laughs> so some beers not, got drank. Yeah, well, I, 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 I would. I that was, think that the, was about the extent of the celebration. <laughs> I just uh, I, on a, on a positive note, I just got. Uh, just got a picture of this uh, Fender guitar that uh, apparently somebody that we know is going to put be be strapping it on here. So right. I just got that text from Saints. Uh, you can give Saints a call eight nine one eight 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 three. Saints has got a, a brand new, uh, relatively new menu that is to die for. Uh, it's right there in the heart of St. Matthews. They've got some of the best happy hour uh, options from open till seven every day. So it's right there in the heart of St. Matthews. Uh, it's, it's Bruce and Cliff, and they'll take good care of you there at Saints. Just Stop by and check them out anytime. I recommend one of the pizzas or the chicken cardon bleu sandwich because that's divine. And if you need a little private space or something like that, you want to burn couches, but you want to do it in the in, in outside and go party someplace. Check them out. They got a big uh, banquet room upstairs. They it's like a VIP lounge upstairs. They'll take good care of you there at Saints. So but anyway, I'll get those uh, prizes out to the proper recipient <laughs> here real soon. So the good news is, but um, so everybody's been high as a kite in this area. All week long, it's been it's been a, it, you, there's people uh, you watch the footage of people out running around. Everybody's got their flags, which I think is amusing to me. It always has been amusing to me. 
how a lot of these people will wait until they actually have a championship before though. A lot of people will wear the, the put the flags on the car. You know the ones I'm talking about. They're flying out the mm-hmm. car. But uh, there's a significant amount of them, some in my neighborhood even, that now, just now that they won the championship, they now have the flags out. You're, uh, not, you're not that kind of fan, are you, DJ Yates? Um, no. I, I would have been one to have just put the flag up, though. I, I, have, I have a flag that I bought a couple years ago. I put it on my car once, right after I bought it. It, it would look bad on that whip you've got. It you've was got the, a- first, uh, the first year that Calipari was at UK. Yes. I, I put it on my car before the UK L game that year. Ah, which we lost. Yes, so I've, I've been afraid to put it back up because I thought it had some bad mojo. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of superstitious like that when it comes to sports. It, it may very well have had bad mojo. So, so, but now I think I think the wife may have stolen it, so I, I wasn't able to put is, it on my car. Is the wife an avid U of L fan as well? She's a, yeah, she's U of L. How would that work if she wasn't? <laughs> we probably wouldn't be married. Well, I mean, well, it depends. Careful on, now. It depends on DJ who she's. It depends on who she's a fan of. I'm older than you are, and I'm I'm giving you some some helpful if, advice. If she's a fan of some other team besides UK, it'd be okay. What if, if she was UK? We probably. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, let's let's leave that for another. That, we could fill a whole segment with that, I suspect. But uh, no, that's it's okay. Uh, she knows that. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's that's my, that's my engineer in there. He's uh, always on the up. So, well, there's a few bad. There's some good news and some bad news about this game. The good news is you're national champions. The bad news is whether or not it's a result of this or not. There probably was a foregone conclusion. Uh, but you're uh, initially Rick Pitino had actually been come out and said that Russ Smith was fifty fifty. Well, actually, initially he said he was gone. After the and cel- then, after okay. the celebration on Wednesday evening, he spoke to the media and said that Russ and Gorgie were gone, and that Shane was coming back. And then, that was and then, yes. And then on a, a radio show Thursday morning, he said Russ was fifty fifty. And not this radio show because we're in the cut. No, it wasn't this radio. <laughs> okay, show. okay, so we're gonna get we're gonna get the we're gonna get Rick on here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get him because he's got a he's a horse racing enthusiast. Most people don't realize this, but he's uh, he's also got a derby derby horse that you've heard about, Golden Sense, a Doug O'Neill train horse, and they're all going to be out at the Bluegrass tomorrow, which I'm going to be out there running around gallivanting. So maybe we'll talk Rick into coming in here and, you know, Rick's. I mean, Rick's still a stylish individual. For what, how old is Rick now? Uh, he's sixty, I believe. Is he? He just turned sixty not too long ago, I believe. Uh, some, sometime within the past year. Okay. <laughs> Good call, uh, that that guy back there. He's always with, always with the savvy stuff. So, but anyway, so the final analysis is that Gorgie and Russ are officially leaving for the NBA draft. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, and Behannon is coming back. So, uh, my question is, how much does this affect U of L? I mean, is this how is is the the departure of Russ Smith and 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 Dang is that? Is that a huge knockout punch for them, or can, do we have do we have recruiting that's going to step into this equation? I mean, I don't think it's a, a knockout punch. I think they'll still be top ten next year. Um, preseason, I think they already are. Aren't yeah, they? I mean, yeah. As far as the the super early preseason rankings yeah. go, yeah. But I mean, they've got some they've got some big time scores coming in at guard. Um, Chris Jones there is a junior college point guard, and I've heard nothing but great things about. I have him. heard good things about. He's, him. he's a bit more of a scoring point guard than Siva was. Um, and then, you know, Terry, yeah, Terry Rozier and Anton Gill are both guys that can score the basketball. And uh, uh, one of those two is, is lengthy, too, right? They've got some length. Um, we, are we bringing any? Is there anybody coming that's going to work in the paint, the muscle in the paint? Well, we've got – there's a, a guy by the name of Akoy Agao who is a, a power forward. I think, I think he's been compared to Montrez Harrell. 
He's he's sort of a Montrez with development's going to be a, a big time athlete. Yeah. With a, with a using a cliche here, a high motor. Who's gonna? Who probably is a little bit raw, which you know, Harold's raw. He Harold's raw, but he he but, he matured yeah. a lot this year. Yeah, I think I think Harold's biggest thing is he doesn't really know how to play basketball yet. Yeah, he's got he's got the street and ball when, skills. When he, when he does know how to play basketball, he's going to be pretty good. Well, and Patino's uh, Patino's a real good tutor to to give him just that. So he's and, a, and then at center you've got Mango. I think Matty Yang is how you pronounce the last mm-hmm. name. Yep, and he he's actually a red shirt. Freshman, he'll be. A he, I saw freshman. him in the weight room out there. So he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's actually been he's, practicing with the team. He's he, been playing against Gorgie Jang. Well, he's a similar. He's similar build to Gorgie Jang. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, I, at first when I looked in the weight room, I thought oh, that's Gorgie in there, and then I realized it wasn't him. But yeah, that's uh, so. So you think it's safe to say that they are? But uh, they're playing in this this Atlantic Coast Conference or Atlantic Coast. Well, next next year they'll be playing in the American Athletic. At, Conference. That, thank you for clarifying that. I just I just gave them, I just put them in the ACC prematurely is what I did. But yes, that's the so that's a good. It's actually a good thing I think because it's sort of you know. But it, it's certainly not going to be a Big East schedule. You know, no, you're, you're, no. You'll be, it's, you know, you'll be losing Georgetown, Villanova, Marquette, you know, teams like that that are traditionally good basketball schools. Cincinnati. Uh, no, so, they'll be playing. So Cincinnati's going to stick around. So. Um, so anyway, they're gonna they're gonna lose uh, Gorgie and Russ and and Russ, you know, are, are arguably their best player throughout the season. I mean, most people would say he's their best player. How 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 what do you think Russ Smith, in all reality, fits in in the NBA scheme? I mean, I think he's a guy who will come off the bench and can provide you a little bit of energy, you know, a, a defensive stopper, kind of like a Rondo. In terms of dishing, I mean, I think he's going to have to adapt. Well, a he's bit. Gonna, he's going to have to play the point guard. Yeah, that's he's what I'm way saying. Too small to play anything but point guard. Right, and I think um, he, if he learns how to dish the rock a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I think I, I'd be hard pressed to ever see him as a starter. I mean, I, I I'd love it if he you know I hope he is at some point, but I don't if, I don't really know that he's if he was four inches taller. I think <laughs> I think yeah he might, yeah, yeah, but yeah that's his that's his main uh, made problem to, to be honest with you is his, his height, and he he needs a little discipline. He's you know he 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 I I noticed in the during the tournament and 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 during the 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 last part of the season he started to develop a little bit of maturity in a sense of of dissing you know there was several instances the five overtime game against Notre Dame which stands out most in my mind where where he wasn't real disciplined in terms of dishing the basketball and making the making the the numbers play as opposed to taking it to the rack and you know so we'll see how that works I, you know I, I think I, I think Gorgie is actually going to progress and mature better and, and and become a more valuable NBA player just because of his length and uh, if if he continues to stay in the weight room and build some some muscle mass to where he cuz there's you know there's some big boys in the NBA you know there every he's going to be up against guys that are taller than him every night almost so but anyway so hats off to them either way they got a national championship and uh they're both uh, they're both going to enter the draft. So where do you where do you predict just just in speculation terms? I've got Gorgie going in the third or fourth round, and I've got Russ Smith somewhere after that. Well, it'd be difficult for that to happen because the NBA draft has two rounds. Oh, it only has two rounds this year. So okay. every year, every year. Okay, so you have them in two, and then they go into that pool, then right? And then they, then they just become free agents, and yeah. then they could go play overseas or wherever they end up. Yeah, wherever yeah. they land. So, do you think both of them will be drafted under those circumstances? Uh, I mean, I think Gorgie will be drafted. I mean, most most dr- mock drafts have him projected 
in the mid to late first round, somewhere around 20. Um, and then Russ, he, he's kind of all over the board. Some have him in the second round. Some don't have him being drafted at all. I mean, I think, I think top of the second round is probably his ceiling. I mean, you, uh, you never know. You know, a team might jump up and and decide to take him at the end of the first round. That's what we'll I mean, the thing is, even if he doesn't get drafted, he, if he goes over and plays over in Europe, he can still make hundreds of thousands of dollars playing basketball. Yeah, exactly, and that's and you know, and his. That's either way. It's going to be a good thing for both of them. So, but they they got a they got a, a NCAA championship under their belt. So, congratulations to them. Uh, I've got to go. Uh, I've got to go pay some bills here real quick on fourteen fifty the sports buzz fourteen fifty the sports buzz dot com. You're listening to the Big Nasty Show. Celebrate the right way. That's how we do it here. Welcome back to the Big Nasty Show here on 1450 and 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Uh, we were talking a little bit of NBA draft. We talked about the little contingent and who's going and who's staying. Uh, we did we did not mention, I don't believe, that Bahannon is actually staying. Sophomore Shane Bahannon decided he's going to stay next year. Um, over here in Hoosier Land, who, who, Hoosier Land, we've got some, uh, some new news. We... Apparently, uh, Victor Oladipo had already dropped the bomb that he was going to the to the draft, and now uh, Cody Zeller is going to be going as well. So, the, uh, the Hoosiers they, they lost their second straight star, and so on uh, seven foot seven foot center Cody Zeller he's going to go to the draft. He's going to be a he's going to be a big. Uh, I think he might be a decent acquisition for any pro team. Um, Zeller led the Hoosiers in scoring. He had 16.5 a game, which is unusual. I would have thought that it was Oladipo, to be honest with you, but he had an 8.1 average. Uh, in Indiana, they, they got a number one rank in the tournament, and as you know, the Syracuse Orangemen pretty much manhandled them. So. But uh, Victor Oladipo, he had, a, he had a crazy, crazy year, man. It was fun to watch him play basketball. Are you? Uh, do you support the, the IU at all? I know you're a Cardinals fan, but do you have... I mean, I, I don't have anything against them. Not like you would in UK type no. of situation. So now I've always I just went to Bloomington for the first time the other night. Actually, we, I went to see a talking my my buddies the Naive Melodies, a Talking Heads cover band, and uh, they were great. But the the promoter guy didn't didn't do a whole lot of promoting, so they didn't have a, a huge crowd. But they were fantastic. It was my first trip to Bloomington, which is really kind of an, unusual if you've never been there before. It's like there's two ways to get in to Bloomington, and they're both country in the middle of nowhere. It's all just country. All you can see is big cornfields and. And uh, you know, cow cow pastures and everything else. Uh, I actually went the wrong way. It took me like three hours to get there. But I got into Bloomington. Bloomington's a really neat. Have you been to been up to Bloomington? I've actually never been to Bloomington. Really, that's interesting. You know, you should uh, you should take the lady up there one weekend and just kind of hang out. It's a real cool uh, college town. 
but it's like in the middle of nowhere, which is kind of the case with anything in, in Indiana. It's like you drive for for miles of nowhere and then you come upon it. So I went and checked out the assembly hall and, and the whole scene up there. It's pretty pretty cool. I can see how the it's a fun place to watch the game. So, but those two, uh, Oladipo and uh, Cody Zeller, they're both going to be going in the draft. So and uh, so that we'll see what happens with them and how high they go or if they go. Um, I'm sure they both probably will go. They're probably two of the top ten teams or top ten players in the country this year. So. Um, there was another championship basketball game last week on Tuesday night. Um, it wasn't quite the same result as the men's, but uh, the Louisville girls, the women's basketball team, the Cinderella story uh, officially came to an end at the hands of the Huskies on Tuesday night. Did you get a chance to watch this game? I watched uh, for a little while. And that's about all you had to watch. Yeah. Uh, sadly, this was not a, a good turnout for the, the Lady Cards. This game was uh, – we talked about it on the previous show. We, we prefaced it by saying that we, we both agreed that, that UConn is just a little bit too long of a basketball team for, for the Cardinals to, to take care of business. And they, they, showed their, they showed their dominance. There was no question about that. It should be noted, though, that Gino Ariyama, he, he has been chasing Pat Summit since they both started coaching, since he started coaching, and he, he just won his eighth national championship. And as a result of that, he tied her for national championships. So they're, uh, her, she, she, was, she was one of the best for many, many years. So um, then she got that amnesia. She had the dementia a little bit. Did you know, did you know about that? Yes. She got a little, little touch of the dementia. So I'll tell you, that's a scary thing, man. When the, the, I've sort of felt like I've lost my mind a few times. Fortunately, I've got it back. Um, I lost my mind when Michigan was playing Syracuse, in fact, in my house. And my neighbors probably thought I was killing somebody, but uh, I did finally get it back. So, But it is a, it is a troublesome situation when you do, uh, do lose your mind. So, um, And it's not going to be long before Gino stands above everybody. And he's got this new this girl, Brianna Stewart, his freshman. She is... Pretty good. She is, but uh, she's going to become. She may be the best basketball player of all time if she continues to develop and mature. Uh, just because of her length and her, she, did you see her? She can stroke the three point ball mm. like no other. And she's like, you know, I don't know, six foot tall. I guess it's, I don't know how, maybe even taller than that. I don't know. I'm not sure. How yeah, tall she's she is. she's tall and she's got a she's got a real nice stroke to go along with it. So she might be the best ever. And he's got her sort of anchoring that team the next few years. And most people, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but in college basketball for the ladies, it's not the same as with men. Men can opt to go to the pros. Whereas in the ladies uh, game, they they are obligated to stay those, or at least finish their career at the, the said university, which I think, I'll tell you what, if there was a way that they could do this with the young guys that, that are playing men's basketball, I think it would be, I think it would be beneficial to everybody except for their bank role, except for their wallets. I think the players could develop and become better base basketball players as a whole, and I think it's better for the universities in terms of recruitment and, and ticket sales and everything else if they were able to keep all the players in, intact. Do you agree with that? Um, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if I necessarily agree with making them stay all four years. I think I think the best system would probably be something more along the lines of how they do it in baseball. Yeah. Where you can you can enter the draft coming out of high school or you can go to school. If you go to school, you're there for I mean in baseball it's 3 years. At least a 2 or 3 year yeah, obligation. I, I think in basketball, you know, 2 years probably. Yeah. I mean, if you choose to go to the draft out of high school, then 
you know, that's your choice, and you, you deal with that choice. That's an interesting scenario. That might that might be something that could be implemented and work a little bit better. But what are you going to do? What, how are you going to tell these these seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year old kids that have come from a, a bad upbringing? They come from the ghetto. They come from you know the back streets that they can't go get their hands on immediate cash money, uh, millions of dollars, and signing bonuses and stuff. It's you know you're just never you're never as long as there's not a, a, an actual rule in play, you're never going to keep them from doing so. And and more 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 times than not, I think the high school kids would opt to just go straight out of high school. Very few have been successful with that, though. It should be noted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not very few. LeBron James is 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 one of he's he of course he's the he's he's the messiah when it comes to to, to basketball. So, but there's very few. I can't even off the top of my head. Besides LeBron James, when was the last straight out of high school recruit that went and and had any kind of dominance? Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett. That was a Kobe. Kobe they're, they're both. They're, we're talking 15 years ago, though. Well, I'm yeah. saying like in the last in the in the dawn of the this decade of going to the NBA and and going quickly. I mean, I can't I can't remember the last the last Le, player that LeBron's the year that LeBron did it was the last year the you last, were able to. Okay, so either, either that year or the next season you haven't been able to in the right. past. And those and you can. It's safe to say that LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, and Kobe Bryant are in a league of their own as well. I mean, these are these are freaks. I mean, there, there are other guys who have. Who have gone and have been relatively successful? I mean, J.R. Smith went. J.R. Yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's not a LeBron James, but he's had a pretty successful NBA career. Very few are LeBron James, though. So um, I just got the weather report. It's actually supposed to be a little chilly tomorrow. If you're doing anything on the weekend, it's supposed to be a little chilly. Get down in the high fifties tomorrow, which is, we call chilly because we're spoiled. The last few weeks it's been so beautiful, but then it jumps back up to seventy three on Sunday, and then the rest of the week, David, seventy degrees all week long in that ballpark. It's going to be, I'm telling you what. It's going to be a time for outdoor sports and uh, frolicking and all all these things. So um, we've got to we've got to get to another break already. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk with uh, we're going to talk with our on-site specialist uh, that's calling in from the Masters. And we'll be right back on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports dot com. the week it's, it's friday we're winding it down if you're at work listening or in your car listening doing work uh you're you're almost done and uh there's lots of stuff to do this weekend we've got horse racing out in lexington we've got we got nascar going on this weekend we've got golf going on this weekend um we're gonna we've actually got a really big golf tournament going on right now as we speak so I'm going to bring in. Uh, I'm going to bring in my on-course specialist. Uh, I wish I could have brought a little bit more metal music. And this is a. This is my. Uh, uh, this is Queen of Metal. Uh, Queen of Metal, are you out there? 
I'm here, oh, Nasty. <laughs> how you doing? So, so tell me, how, how, breathe, breathe some of that magnolia air in for me, and tell me what it smells like. Oh, I mean, it is just unbelievable. Oh, tree is alive and well in Augusta. So tell, I'm telling you. So when you when you when your car when you were driving up Magnolia Lane there, does it is it just give you like chills? I mean, does it just? I mean, I. I I feel richer already. <laughs> well, we know that you're rich, young lady. I'm sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't have any. I should have queued up some metal music for you. You were also. This is my. Um, oh, this, I'll forgive you for it this time. I, I mean, I don't have a care in the world. I'm after. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm, I was trying to keep track of it. I was on the way in here today a little bit, and uh, they had some. You had some rain down there last night, I believe, and then. It, yeah, the, yeah. But it is. It's 70 degrees. It's sunny. Oh my. You know this course. This course is a technological masterpiece. I mean, they've got it just down to a science. The greens are already dry. They're fast as hell, like you like you want Augusta to be. I mean, I know yeah. yesterday uh, the course was it was pretty scorable for those guys, but I think you know they always come into it so cautiously because they just have so much respect for Augusta. But well, and it's today a- it looks like. Today it looks like they're making some moves, but you know, very few under par today. So that tells me, you know, they're tightening up the pin placement. The greens are are fast. You know, and the every rough time, is rough. And every time you look when you look on TV in the background, when you see like when there's nobody on a particular hole, that's all the little groundskeeper guys that are just scurrying about. Taking, I mean, they're always doing something. You know, it's oh, such such a. Know, I, I mean. mean you walk around on those fairways. Seriously. You walk around those fairways, and you you feel like you're sort of you're walking on like a, a soft kitchen floor, like that that cork board or something. You know, they're so well maintained. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, you can't you can't make mistakes out there. That's for sure. It's unforgiving. So you're staying away from Tiger's Gallery, or you uh, you just kind of you just you just picking your spots. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a Phil fan, so I go where he goes. Okay, well, that's but, you the, know, it's it, it's been really interesting. You know this. Uh, the story, the big story yesterday, was the 14-year-old yeah. amateur who's out there. And the South he made Korean. a pretty good strike at it. How, did, is, has he, he is he off today yet, or has he gotten off? Has he? Well, yeah, he's he's too over for the day. Um, but you know, I mean, think about what you were. Well, I don't even want to think about what you were doing when you were. <laughs> now be careful. We're, we're, we're talking about golf now. We're talking about golf now. Keep I it, forgot. Keep it simple, Queen of Metal. Now, come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a family show. But you know, this kid. This kid's been here. He's, you know, doing his homework at night. Well, I had heard he's been out there for two weeks, learning from the pros and learning from the members and stuff. Is what all the little nuances uh, of the course. I mean, watching him birdie that 18th yesterday. I mean, it just—it's what I watched the Masters for. You know, those uh, uh, really special stories. Yes. You know, he was out there with Ben Crenshaw, one of the, you know, forefathers. He is one of the forefathers. He's got a few. He's and he and Ben's got a jacket or two. I think he's got two of them actually. Yep. Yeah, um, he does. I see. He's I just hanging out in the champions locker room. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just saw. Uh, I just saw Dustin Johnson's got a got a one shot lead over Lesman, and uh, and then you you have sixty year old oh. and I and I repeat sixty year old Fred Couples in the mix. He's out there playing. You know, he's out there playing like he did twenty one years ago when he won the jacket. You know, I mean, it's it reminds me again like why I go to the Masters every year because I love to see Fred Couples playing. Like you know, he's thirty nine years old again. It's just, and, and it's walking incredible. around and walking around with confidence, like no one can even. It's like eh, it's the Masters, and I'm you know I'm sixty, but I'm I'm rolling around here with these young bucks. Yeah, you know, and he's you still know, hitting the I ball mean, over three hundred. I was watching. He's still hitting well, the ball over three hundred yards. 
like I said, I'm a diehard Phil Nicholson fan, but I would love to see Frank Couples do it again. I oh, mean, me too. If his back can hold up, you know, I, I think exactly. sometimes he drops off on Sunday because he just, he's, oh, you know, he's classic. They have those back problems. Well, let me tell you but something. I'm 40 years old, and I would be gassed and fatigued already. <laughs> he's 60, and he's got two more rounds to go. So, you know. Well, let's face it. Nobody wants to see you in a tight polo shirt. You know? <laughs> no, no. Be careful. Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> now, again, this is I guess this is a uh, this is a family show here on 1450 The Sports. But again, I'm talking with my uh, my encore specialist, KK, the Queen of Metal. Uh, she's also a metal specialist, which we're going to have her do some some correspondent work when we talk to some of these local bands that come around. So, um, so when did you, you when you you going to stay for the whole thing? You get to stay the whole weekend, or then you have to come back? Yeah, yeah. No, this is my weekend. This oh, is my I'm Super telling Bowl, you what you've you know? you, you've got it made. You're like a kid in a candy store down I there, love aren't it. you? Like a kid in a I candy mean, store. Feasting on pimento cheese sandwiches as we speak. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Well, um, so so who, you so I saw Freddie Cuppers there. Where's Where's Tiger at? I know that's the question everybody wants to know because he was the three to one favorite. Well, he just teed off. Uh, he's currently tied for nine, ninth place with uh, Zach Johnson, Lee Westwood, Jason Day, uh, yeah, Ryan Moore. A, kind of a bottleneck there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but he, you know, he's on the he's even for the day, first hole. So we'll see what he does. He, you know, he looked good out there yesterday, but he he looks hesitant. You know, I think these guys really they respect this course. And they go out there, you know, and they behave very conservatively until they sort of figure out what they can do, you know, how creative Ugh. they can be, how aggressive. Well, it's a game of inches, and I'll tell you what, you can't miss much on that course, the way it's maintained and the way it's, the way it's set up. I would, I would do anything to just uh, to be in your shoes and just walk around on that course, even if there was nobody there. Uh, I, I, I could just, like, set up a picnic, to, uh, you know, a picnic basket and just sit on one of the 13th or the 12th, you know, amen corner and just sit there. Just, just breathe it, it in. It is a little slice of, little slice of heaven. That is, that is for sure. That's why. That's why uh, I don't really care, really care a whole lot about my golf game when I'm out there because it's nice to just be outside. So, they, uh, they're, and they're supposed to have nice. It really. Week. Go ahead. It really just lets you, you know, really lets you know that spring is here, and you know we've kind of suffered through this long winter, and Augusta is just. A sign of what's beautiful. Oh, it you know, sure is. Everything looks beautiful. It sure is. Well, we uh, and and you you get back into you get back to back home here in Monday or Tuesday or something like that, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be seventy all week here, so it'd be a nice little segue right into that. I'll try to bring it home. For yeah. You. So well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 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 not sure who I'm pulling for. I guess I'm kind of pulling for an underdog this year, like you said. Uh, I'd love to see this. I'd love to see this Tung Lang Guang, this fourteen year old kid. I'd love. He's four over, incidentally. I just got that update. Uh, he must have just he just he just bogeyed the seventeenth on his way in. So uh, yeah, he's he's at sixty four, which you know the cut of course is going to be top fifty and ties, and then you know this year they they mix it up a little bit. You're going to get anybody who's ten shots off of the lead will make it into the weekend. So you know they don't like to change things at Augusta, but that's that was kind of an interesting twist. Well, they they let you know, con- Jim, they, Jim, they let Condoreso. Good. Yeah, uh, Jim Furyk. He he's actually he was uh, he he was in contention for the tournament uh, last week on the prep the prep tournament, and he was messing around with two different drivers, and they said he got that figured out. So, Jim Furyk, man, he yeah. he knows how to play Augusta. It's yeah, not. It's I love not. To watch him. 
it's not just about your ability level at Augusta. It's about your course management, which is always the case in most of these tournaments, but especially in Augusta. It's just such a mental game. Oh, you know, yeah. it really is. you got to – and I think the reason I like Jim Carrick is because he's seasoned, he's been there, he's so steady. You know, you don't – no, I mean, I love a, a player like Phil Mickelson because when he blows up, he blows up. When he falls apart, he really falls apart. You know, I like those extremes. But Pierce's the guy who, you know, is pretty steady across the board. And, I, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, looking at his scores. You know, he had a great day yesterday. He's still under par today after six holes. I think I think he might be one to watch. You know, I mean, I love these older guys. But well, and he's also the definite. Ricky Fowler's in there, too. Ricky Fowler's. He's, he's a cute little lad, isn't he? I do like his outfits. It's true. It's, it, I don't want to sound like a cougar. You know, would, on, well, on you wouldn't technically. Radio. You're not old enough. You're not old enough to qualify for that just yet. In, in in terms of the difference between you and him, but how'd you like to take him for a walk in the in the in the woods there? You'd show him a thing or two, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm I, I like the silver fox. I think I'd go for Fred Couples. So well, either or. Either or. I I say I say jump into those magnolias and and, and see what happens. That's what I say. Either way, so. <laughs> But th- that's just me, and I'm I'm, st- I'm talking for myself now. By the way, <laughs> that wasn't speaking for you. I said, <laughs> oh, okay. I take either one of those boys. I figure, <laughs> I figure you you go for the the uh, eighth grader. No, know, wow, the fourteen year old Jung Chung Chuang. Yeah, no, he, he, he's not he's not ready for this. You know that. <laughs> but anyway, no on a serious note, no one, no one is. is. So Tiger was three to one. Um, so who, who if I know you I know who'd like to win the tournament. Do you, who's your prediction for winning the tournament? If you had to go, if you had to I go mean, long ball, if I if you make me pick, I like Dustin Johnson's chance. Dustin Johnson's Johnson's chances. I like Jason Duffner. You know, I think Lee Westwood is ready. I really do. Um, he needs to, you know, take a few shots off today. Lee Westwood always seems to be yesterday. there. Lee Westwood always seems to be there. He needs to get that major. Yeah, he needs to get that monkey off his back. Get that first major. I just know he does. I know. I know he can do it. Uh, You know, Matt Kuchar. I really, (sighs) I really think that if he can get it together today, you know, he might be able to turn it around. And he's good. You know, he's kind of good in a pinch. So, you know, tomorrow's moving day. We'll see what they do. Yes, tomorrow's moving day. Unfortunately, I've got to go. Uh, well, not unfortunately. I, I'm very excited about it, but I'm going to be at Keeneland for the Bluegrass Stakes all day tomorrow, so I won't be able to watch the, the Masters all that closely. But they'll have it in the media room, so I'll be able to at least get updates on the scores. So um, I think you got one of them fa- fancy space phones, you can uh, <laughs> you can watch the app. I do. Well, I, 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 I do have. I do have one of those phones, but I have to use that for work tomorrow. So I don't know whether I'll be able to. I have to stay focused tomorrow, but there's—I mean—so much stuff going on. The weather's getting nice. Are you? Uh, so you're, you're going to be—you'll come back in town. Uh, you fly out Sunday night afterwards, or do you stay stay over again? Yeah, and then I'll, be, I'll be back. Unfortunately, to work on Monday, Monday oh, well, morning. Okay, well, you know, it's always it's always work. So, um, so you so you think if so, Dustin Johnson is would be your pick if you had to put your your last twenty bucks on the line. No, no, I'm not going to go that far. I okay. think it's too early to tell. Um, man, you're going to make me pick, huh? Well, I'm just putting you on the spot I, here. You know how you know how we do it here. I know how you do. <laughs> you know, I guess I'm going to go Steve Stricker. Actually, I'm gonna, Steve I'm Stricker. Gonna pick Steve Stricker. Okay, here's yep. here's here's who I'm going Last with. Twenty dollars. I'm gonna I am going to go with 
the aforementioned Lee Westwood. I think Lee Westwood. Hey. I think Lee Westwood makes a move on moving day, and puts himself in a good spot. I think Tiger just does just enough to not win it. I think he makes noise and he gets in some people's heads that may have been in contention, but he's going to screw that screw them out of that. And I think uh, you, 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 Lee Westwood. I also do like the Furick possibility and the Matt Kuchar. Those are both yeah. potential. What about, they, they what, both, about my, what about my boy Phil? He's not in your radar. No, at all, Phil's huh? not going to do it this year. Phil's not going to do it this year. I think Phil's driver. Why does gets, everybody think Phil's washed up? Well, I don't think he's washed up. I just don't think it's this uh, this weekend. I think he's going to be. Uh, I think uh, he's going to lose his driver uh, in the couple in terms of going left or right. I think he gets in trouble with that. And I, whenever that happens, the Phil usually gets in his head, and kind of everything else falls apart with that. So. We'll see though. I don't know. I hope I hope he surprises me. Well, my my my, right. my dad is a is a diehard Phil fan, so he's uh, he's going to be pulling for him just like you. So, well, listen, uh, you you're you're in a much better place than I am right now. Although this is a very nice place to be, so I'm going to let you get back to what you were doing, and, and I want to thank you for calling in and giving us some insight from the inside track from the Masters. Uh, uh, when you get back in town, uh, look me up, and we will we'll, we'll we'll try to do this again sometime. Hey, buddy, you have a great weekend out All right. there. Enjoy yourself. And remember, if you if you do get to get in those magnolias like we talked about, have a ride. Have, have Go for the, the ride of your life is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, bring you back up a minnow cheese sandwich. <laughs> All right, KK. All right, this is the Queen of Meadows. So we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll see you. Well, we're going to take another quick break here on uh, the Big Nasty Show on 1450 The Sports Buzz and uh, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Show here on 1450 The Sports Buzz at 1450thesportsbuzz.com. We're just rolling through a Friday afternoon with you. Uh, after I'm finished with this little party, we're going to have the afternoon drive kids in here, Perrin Johnson and Trevor Kelsey. They're going to take you through till the 5 o'clock hour. And then uh, Nick Coffey's going to come on in and settle it down later on after that. So uh, we were just talking masters with my uh, on-site specialist out at the golf course. Um, and that segment was brought to you by Oxmoor Country Club right here in the heart of St. Matthews. Oxmoor Country Club is a place where you can get 18 holes of championship golf. You can give them the call 491-7877, 491-7877. They also have a banquet facility there that you can set up uh, your, your banquets needs, your, your wedding facilities. they got a package deal there that's like no other. You just set it up with them, and uh, you take care of the, uh, the invitations, and they take care of all the rest for you. So... Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things here. We got some national news and world news to talk about. Um, my question, uh, DJ Yates, I wondered have have you ever ate the the ramen or ramen noodles, depending on what part of the country you're from? I have eaten ramen noodles. Yes. Are you a fan of the ramen noodles? Uh, yeah, I love them, and I, but uh, I don't love them as much as this young lady loves them. Uh, this girl, her name is Georgie Redman. She lives in the Isle of Wight in the UK. 
she has ref- she's 18 years old and for the last two years she's refused to eat anything fruit anything vegetable or anything protein she's existing solely on packaged ramen noodles that's what? it I would imagine that's not very healthy. It's probably <laughs> one package tip, typically boasts about 400 calories and 20 grams of fat. I think I think the biggest concern there would probably probably be the sodium content. I the, bet sodium the sodium co- in that is very high. Well, and she probably will die of a heart attack. She, either that or her intestines and stuff will sort of fall apart. Well, if you know anything about ramen noodles, then you know about being broke because that's usually the food of choice of the college students and everything else. When I was in college, I survo- survived on them. But I used to, what I would do is this is going to sound kind of ghetto, but what I would do is I would take a pack of like sandwich meats, ham or turkey or whatever, and I would dice it up in little cubes, and then I would do the noodles up, and instead of using the whole pack of that nasty MSG seasoning, I would use a half a pack of it, and then I would put like my own pepper. And my own white pepper in, and a little bit of butter, mix it up like that, and then saute up whatever the whatever loose meat I had, and then just kind of make a little stir fry. And that was actually it's it uh, sustained me a lot of times when I was a younger lad. Yeah, I used to uh, I would I would throw in like some chili powder or some, there you some, go something like that, some hot sauce or something. To... The the key is to stay away from the full pack of of the um, the. Yeah, the chicken you, flavor, you the shri- yeah. That, so I would use a little bit of that because it is a good flavor. There's no question about it. But uh, MSG leads to serious headaches for most people. Um, but uh, what's the if you were to look back on your your toughest times in in college? What was what was probably the the the, the meekest of things that you ate, so to speak, or your most embarrassing, possibly? Uh, well, fortunately for me, I didn't really have any tough times in college. I, li- I lived at home. Throughout my oh jeez, these kids! So. I tell you, these <laughs> kids have it made nowadays. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking a story that has no answer. I guess uh, that's okay though. I, uh, I had to, the, the the ramen noodles was a staple when I was in college. Uh, this is going to date me uh, as a, the old man that I am. But when I was in college, you could I could walk down the street to the one of the first Taco Bells, and that was back when they had. I believe there was twenty. You could get to a soft taco or a hard shell taco for twenty nine cents. I believe is how how cheap they were at the time, and you could get you could, you know take a dollar down there and get a couple tacos and it would it would hold you over. So, but this girl she she eats. I'm telling you, she's gonna be she's gonna have some serious tr- troubles if she don't put some protein into the mix or some 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 starch and some vegetable. And I mean, she's got plenty of starch, I guess. But you're right, the sodium is probably gonna be the answer. But uh, good luck to her is what I'm saying. So, um, what uh, we we have some Georgia news. Uh, did you see this this? Firefighters being held hostage the other day. I did not. Uh, yeah, apparently this gunman. Okay, he's he he fell upon some financial distress in his life. He actually, um, we all have financial distress. Well, apparently you don't. You 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 know you never had to eat anything, <laughs> everything bad along the way. But apparently he was upset. He got his electric bill and water bill got cut off. This was in this was in suburban Atlanta in Georgia. So he took uh, several firefighters hostage and demanded that his water and his electric bill be turned back on <laughs> before he let the uh, firefighters go. Um, he said that the, they, they said that the firefighters' lives were in immediate danger, so they sent in the, the Gwinnett County Police and the SWAT team, and they, uh, they neutralized the situation. Do you know what that means by neutralizing the situation? Uh, I'm going to guess they... Uh... They capped him. him. They capped him. Something they they that capped him, uh, DJ. So, so hostage stand over. If that, if you know what I mean. 
But uh, so that that begs the question: if if you happen to have trouble with your electric bill or your water bill, uh, give me a call and we'll talk it over before you sling metal and go <laughs> slinging well, bullets. I guess technically that is a an, a good way to get electricity, water, because you will end up in prison <laughs> or in the electric chair, which <laughs> which you could get you could get volts sent through you. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man, I tell you, I don't know what's good. Sometimes I think I have it rough. If you think it have you have it rough, all you need to go is to do is go to an all you all you can eat buffet anywhere. Anywhere in the city, go to an all-you-can-eat buffet or watch the national news, and I promise you, you'll feel better about yourself instantly. So um, I wanted to – this is the salute section here, the cheers and salute section. Um, They found a a rare uh, Honus Wagner baseball cards. Do you have baseball cards? I do not. Um, we were talking, I was talking to Trevor. Trevor's got a few baseball cards. I've got a ton of baseball cards. Unfortunately, they're not worth anything right now. But this one, they found a, a Honus Wagner baseball card. Uh, and this was reported by the New York Post. This this card sold for $2.1 million to an unknown buyer. I wouldn't mind finding one of those. You know what's funny about this? My grandfather told me that when he was a kid, he had all these, like he, he grew up in the 40s, 50s. Uh, he had all these uh, baseball cards in his top drawer of his bedroom. And his mom, uh, my I guess would be my great-great-great-grandmother, <laughs> uh, she came in and cleared the whole drawer out with all these. He had all these big-time players, Mickey Mantles, Yogi Berra's, all these cards, and she took them out just thought they were garbage and threw them away. This was years ago. This is the maneuver that could have changed his life and my life ten times over if she not had done had not done that. So that's just a funny thought. So um, Previously, before that, um, there was a card, the same card. It was a Honus Wagner. There was only 12 cards. Another one surfaced, and it had sold for – 1.62 million, and that was in 2008. So there, there is hope for some of those cards if you have some of the big ones to still have some value, which is an interesting thought. So um, we also have – I have a, a little mind crack for you today. Um, th- do you know that in, in America or in the world worldwide, there is an estimated 2.5 million books shipped throughout the country every year that had the wrong covers on them? Like several books get through, and there's one or two that just have like a, a skew cover or whatever, and they still go out. Um, I thought that was an interesting do point. Those, do those wind up in third world countries, like the uh, Michigan national championship T-shirts <laughs> that were probably are the orange Syracuse orange national championship T-shirts? They 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 might not have made those. They they had they had. Oh, I bet I, they, somebody made them. Well, I guess they they might have had. Those they were made. Final Four. Every one they of those were in teams. The final in, Four. Yeah. Those two days. I would say I would venture to say now I'm not I don't have the facts on this, but I would venture to say. That they had produced championship game T-shirts for all four of them, and also ch- championship winners. Probably, yeah. I would say, which is funny because you know that also be- again begs the question: if you made ten thousand of these shirts, what do you do with them? If it says Orange National Champion, I, I would love to have one of those. They 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 ship them to third world countries and t- for clothing. Yeah, that's that. So there it is. So, and then this is a very important mind crack segment here for you. Um, do you realize that astronauts, when they send them up in space, are not allowed to eat beans? And it's not because of what you think. It, apparently, the farting actually damages the, the body suits. <laughs> the gas, somehow the gas and the pressure. Yeah, I, it's very interesting. This is, you know, this is the kind of stuff I, I, I turn up when I'm, when I'm gallivanting on the internet. But anyway, so no farting 
in, uh, in the, the the body suits uh, going up into space. So I thought that was a hilarious little 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 gesture. So um, did you hear about Jenna Jameson beating somebody up? She she's apparently she beat somebody up, beat them to to oh, nearly to death. Apparently, just beat them with a she beat them with a a, a baseball bat and a and a bottle, a wine bottle, in uh, an Orange County home, which was the it was the um, they call it the Balboa a Balboa. Peninsula, which is highfalutin, it's like our prospect here, but it's like big time place. And she went to this party, and then after this party was breaking up or whatever, they they they, she went there and just beat this poor girl to within an inch of her life apparently. Uh, so she's got to she's going to be doing a little she's going to be doing a little time in in the pen in the prison. And it's funny because I I don't know if you've ever seen any of her of her artwork. Uh, she's a she's an artist. And uh, you may or may not have seen it. I I, uh, I have seen some of her work, and uh, I've seen some scenes of her in the prison facilities. So she should feel pretty. She should feel pretty comfortable in her surroundings. Yeah, then, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, and then I, I and this is a uh, another part. This is our riding dirty section. This is uh, part two of our our uh, riding dirty section. Um, in in Philadelphia, two of the Catholic priests that were accused of the wrongdoing. And by wrongdoing, I mean bad things to little boys. They um, had gotten. They had to. They had. They were suggested. They were persuaded to resign. In other words, they were going to get fired if they didn't. Uh, Joseph J. Gallagher at seventy-eight years old and Mark S. Gasper at forty-three years old both were forced to resign, and the they they both been suspended from the archdiocese. Indefinitely, and they're and they're done. It's it's from the 2011 uh, grand jury investigation into the archdiocese about the way they handled the child child abuse allegations. Because I don't know whether you know this or not, but apparently, in the Catholic religion, there's a lot of there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. Um, I grew up Catholic and Lutheran, and I never had anything like that happen to me. So. Um, <laughs> that that might be good to know. <laughs> yes, uh, I, you know, I'm, it's full disclosure on this show. It's full full disclosure. So I just thought that was pretty funny. I wanted to get to that, and I have one more quick thing, and then we'll take a, another uh, one last break before the last segment here. I want to get to I want to get to this uh, horse racing weekend that we've got. I've got some baseball to talk about, and I also have uh, some golf to talk about. Listen, update there, and then we have a little NASCAR. But before I get to that, I wanted you to know that Thomas Jefferson he invented the light bulb. And the irony of this is he was actually afraid of the dark. <laughs> so an interesting point. So I guess that's why he invented the light bulb. <laughs> I guess that's why he invented the light bulb. He was in a bit of a hurry to get that done. So anyway, mindless facts is what you can find here in 1450 The Sports Buzz. In 1450 The Sports Buzz, we're going to take a quick break here on The Big Nasty Show. We'll be right back with you to wrap up the show and talk all things here and there.
that play out for just a second. I love this girl's so voice. My hand, I walk with you, my dear. The stars creak, I should sleep, it's keeping me awake. I should know this one, David. I should know this one. But I need, I need some information, though. This is the little blonde British girl, right? Uh, this is of monsters. Who is it? Of monsters and men. Wow. See, that's that's why. Yes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, this is the big nasty show here on 1450 and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. I've got DJ Yates working the song, so it's of the new generation. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here learning. I'm, I'm both enjoying and learning at the same time, so you never know what we're going to throw at you. The request lines were up for discussion today, but what is not up for discussion is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, which you can call me on this show at any time or any of the other shows. That Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line is 384-1450. You can give a call. we got one more segment here if you want to get your two cents in, if you would. So speaking of two cents, I want you to know this show is brought to you by Envoy Mortgage. And if you have money situation that you need to get a mortgage, you need to get refinanced, you need to lower your debt, you need to consolidate debt, whatever you need to do in, in terms of money, Envoy Mortgage, this is a national company right here in Louisville. Give Glenn Smith a call today at 736-1160, 736-1160. They can take care of all that for you. It's a national company right here in Louisville. So, um, And I have another way for you to spend your money. And I still, every time I read this, I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm being mis- misleading to people because of it's such, it's such a good deal, but it's running out fast. Um, we have this golf card that you can buy for $125 of your money. You can buy, you can get six courses with a cart included. It's $125. These are the six courses, and 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 I quote: You have Woodhaven, Polo Fields, Glen Oaks, Glen Mary, Heritage Hill, and Jefferson Elks. All six of these courses with a cart. You can also, with this card, you can take it into 4138 Outer Loop in Louisville and get $10 off of every $50 purchase at Play It Against Sports. If you buy $100, you get $20 off. Whatever you think. It's all good one way or another. Um, we wanted to let you know, if you have, if you got some extra money and you want to spend it, uh, DJH, do you got, uh, you got $350,000? Not even close. You have three, uh, does that guy in the booth with you have $350,000? I don't know. He might. <laughs> I bet he's got close to that. That guy's loaded. So, uh, anyway, if you have that kind of money, you can buy a one fifteenth of a percent stake in the in the in the Brooklyn Nets. Jay Z has decided he's going to sell shares. You can get a one fifteenth of a percent for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Hmm. And he said he could he could sell it to you tomorrow if you had that kind of coin. So that's an interesting it's an interesting discussion. So. We have a big weekend like we talked about in horse racing out here in Lexington and all across the, uh, the country. There's the Arkansas Derbies tomorrow and the Bluegrass, the two big races tomorrow. Before the Bluegrass Stakes out here in Lexington, uh, today, later on today, Wise Dan, uh, Charles Lepresti, Wise Dan, he became the first horse since John Henry in 1981 to win the Eclipse Award as the Horse of the Year, champion turf horse and champion older male the same year. Wise Dan resurfaces today in the Maker's Mark Mile. That's a grade one. It's, uh, Maker's Mark Mile is out there in Lexington, and what a beautiful race. Wise Dan's going to be back there today. He'll probably be you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five to go in that one, and uh, we'll see how that, that shapes out. So uh, stay tuned. If you, if you don't have anything going on tomorrow, then you need to go out to Lexington because they have a huge racing day that's featuring the Toyota Bluegrass, the $750,000 Toyota Bluegrass, which we'll break down here in just a second. We have earlier in the day on the undercard, we have $175,000 Commonwealth 
uh, stakes, which is a grade three race that's that's going to go. We have the $100,000 Shakerton grade three stakes that's going. $300,000 Madison's going to go on. It's a grade one. Then you have the three hundred thousand dollar Jenny Wiley. That's a grade one, and then you have the the it all culminates in the seven hundred fifty thousand dollar Toyota Bluegrass, which we just talked to Garrett Gomez earlier today, and he's got Palace Malice up in that race. Uh, I'm going to take a look at this here for you. Bluegrass is generally the race uh, of the of the meet that the spring meet for sure that that everybody circles on their calendar. Uh, again, DJ Yates, you've uh, you've done you've you've yet to go to Keeneland, correct? I've been there for a wedding. Okay, so we're going to my Keeneland experience. I, I'm promising you on the air that I'm going to take you and pro- your wife if she wants to go. I'm going to take you guys out there and and let you enjoy thoroughbred racing the way it is intended because this is the be- the most magnificent of all facilities. So, we're going to get you out there, but tomorrow there's the biggest race of the year prior to the derby. It's the $750,000 uh Toyota Bluegrass. This is a mile and an eighth on the synthetic track that's out uh, in Keeneland, uh, there's it's a 14 horse field this year, which is really really interesting. Uh, we have, uh, like I said, we talked to Garrett Gomez earlier. He's on Palace Mal- Palace Malice that is coming in at an eight to one. We've got uh, you have Java's War is a four to one. Uh, Ridicula Ridiculuk is a four to one, and then uh, Uncaptured, which is the Mark Cassie horse, is at seven to two, and he's the, he's the he's opened at the favorite. Um, I was looking at the, uh, the inside post in this race, a Dynamic Sky, I think, has got a good shot at this race. But the horse that I really like is the horse that I can't pronounce the name properly. Is the Riddlick Riddlick Rydelic, I think is how you pronounce it. He's four to one. He's coming out of the thirteen hole, and I think he's gonna. I think he might run at this uh, what should be a pretty good pace on the on the poly track and come from off the pace and get get the job done at four or three to one or somewhere in that neighborhood. So. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting day. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to try to get all the stories, get some interviews and uh, with the owners, trainers, and jockeys like I always do at Keeneland. They're always very gracious to me with my credentials out there. So I'm going to be out there covering the race tomorrow. I'm very excited. I've never been to the Bluegrass before, and this year I get to do it in style. So it's a very exciting time. But, again, I'm going to, I'm going to do just an, a little exact box in this race, and I'm going to take uh, Java's War, the four horse, and Riddleuk, 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 uh, this 13 horse, and just do an exacta box with the two of those. Uh, I'll probably play a four, pick four and pick five that I've got to look at. I haven't seen the form yet. So uh, uh, good luck to our friend Garrett Gomez. He's going to be up on Palace Malice on the five horse. He's eight to one. And usually when I interview somebody or I meet somebody, I like to put a little money on them just because I could kick myself in the butt if I don't do so. So uh, tune in tomorrow. Uh, there's lots of racing from Keenan, and I'll have the whole story, and I'll have all the wrap-up and results for you on Monday's show. Uh, we've got Travers Manley from Churchill Downs is going to join us on Monday's show. And then the following Friday, we have a, we have a local band coming in, the Whiskey Riders. They're going to do a little plan for us, which you'll like that, DJH. You'll like these guys. They're going to they're gonna come in and play us a few tunes next Friday. So uh, always tune in to that. We are, again, the Big Nasty Show is on Mondays and Fridays from 1 to 3 uh, on a weekly basis. So um that being said, we we have the updated standings for for Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby are as follows. You have Orb at top and Verrazano both tied with 150 points. That's Shug McGahee's Orb and Todd Pletcher is Verrazano. Patino's horse Golden Sense, trained by Doug O'Neill, has got 129. These guys are all in the race. Uh, lines of battles in there at 100. Vijack, who also we talked to Garrett Gomez just a minute ago, he said he's got that mount in the Derby. Vijack has got in at 70 points. 
Um, and then the top, the, the ones that have 50 points or more, the remaining ones are Will Take Charge, which is that D. Wayne Lucas horse. That's 60 points. It's My Lucky Day. The Plaza Junior Charge is at 50 points. Governor Charlie for Bob Baffert's at 50. And then Black Onyx, uh, he comes in at – he won the – he won at – Turfway Park, the uh, spiral, uh, that comes in at 50 points. So that's your top 10 in the Derby. Um, I gave my Derby horse to you. Uh, Matt Carruthers was on on uh, Monday's show. We talked to Derby a little bit, and him and I came on. The, we both like the same horse, um, and I hate to give it out on the air, but uh, the horse I like and the horse that Matt Carruthers likes is Normandy Invasion, which is going to be Javier Castellano and Chad Brown. Uh, they're going to be running in the Derby, and they're, they're going to be closing into a hot pace. It always is in the Derby. And he just he might be the horse that sort of just gets the job done. So, so that's going on. Like I said, the Maker's Mark Mile is today here in just a few out of Keeneland. We have uh, the these are the last of the, some of the last of the big prep races for the Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Derby are right around the corner. Uh, down in Arkansas, down in Oaklawn, we have the Arkansas Derby is also tomorrow. And uh, that's going to be really interesting. That's a smaller field. You have uh, 10 charges going in this one. You have two horses. You have Baffert's Freak Colt that, that everybody's saying is going to be uh, just just pissing on everybody. Uh, War Academy, and he's going to go off as a two-to-one first choice in this race. Uh, you have Carve in the one hole is is the, is the long price. Ben's Legacy is a six-to-one. And then the horse that I like in this one is uh, Overanalyze. You have him and also Oxball on the outside, but I like overanalyze. Frack Daddy resurfaces in this one. He put in a kind of a clunker when he raced at the, the Gulfstream Park. He put in kind of a clunker on the Florida Derby that day, but I think he might bounce back, and that's Kenny McPeak, who uh, I've just talked to, and he said he likes the way the horse is coming into the race. So, And this one, uh, this is the Arkansas Derby. This is, uh, again, going to go off tomorrow right around the same time, probably about 5.30, 6 o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I'm going to take a shot with this overanalyze, the nine horse on the outside, uh, four to one. Hopefully I'll get every bit of that. I'm going to take a shot with him. So we'll see how that all turns out. So, um, we're going to touch base with NASCAR is going to be at, uh, the, the NAR, NRA 500 is going to be at the Texas Motor Speedway, uh, Speedway this weekend. Um, it's, uh, the top five is Jimmy Johnson, Brad Kozlowski, Dale Earnhardt Jr. slipped after finishing 24th in the last race. He slipped down to third. Kyle Busch comes in at fourth, and Casey Kane slips in at fifth. So the Masters is uh, Dustin Johnson still leading the Masters. Uh, Freddie Couples is still there. Old 60-year-old Freddie Couples is still making things happen. So um, I want to remind, remind you that uh, anytime that you tune in as you're driving around the Kentuckyana area, anytime you want to tune into 1450 AM in your car or on your smartphone or computer, you want to tune into 1450thesportsbuzz.com for my program and all the other ones. This station is, has got all the programming needs that you would like. Before me, we have the local sports guy, Matt Dennison, was in. Coming up next, we have... Uh, the afternoon drive with Perrin Johnson and Kelsey, Trevor Kelsey, what we like to call him sizzle and bacon, if you know him around here. I want to remind you to keep it sexy in Louisville at all times because that's the most important things of all. You always want to have your pets spayed and neutered and also your children spayed and neutered. Uh, we're going to be back at you Monday. We've got uh, Travers Manley's going to be calling in on Monday to talk Kentucky Derby, the last few weeks of preparation for that. We've got, a, we've got the Whiskey Riders are on next Friday. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff going on. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. DJ H got plans for the weekend, buddy. I'm going to head out to the U uh, of L spring game tomorrow. Oh, you're going to the spring game. It's supposed yeah. to be a pretty good turnout there. They got beer specials going on. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, yes, I did. What time is that for the kids? 
Uh, one o'clock is the time the game starts. They're okay. gonna be doing kind of like a street fest out there. They're gonna party a little bit. That. Nice. So be a little, little, lot, a lot of red out there. I suspect. <laughs> Probably a lot of red. So they're partying out there. It's Papa John's, right? Yes. Now Papa John's at one o'clock tomorrow. Stop by there. Um, and remember, uh, anytime throughout the day, if you want to tune into some of the best sports coverage in the area, it's right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. This is the Big Nasty Show. I'll be back at you on Monday to recap all the weekend's horse racing activity and everything else in between. Have a great weekend. Make some money. And remember, make it a great day.